Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. That means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's start the show. I don't know about you, Sean, but I celebrated the weird long weekend, but also not long weekend of 4th of July by watching the entirety of Ken Burns's The Vietnam War series, um, which, you know, if you've got, I don't know, 15 hours on your hand, maybe go watch it. Otherwise, <laughs> educate yourself in a different way. Who's got the time? I mean, apparently you do, I guess, but... Uh, I, I will, uh, I, I'm, I'm using my entertainment time on other things, which I will talk about later. Yeah, I, I, um, but as, as happens when you do that, though, I felt like I needed to, uh, get, get out of the house and, um, go inside in a different place, basically. Sure. Um, unfortunately, um, that, that was, that was a terrible idea, as, as I will <laughs> hope to share to today um it occurs to me that as as we're setting up this this episode uh maybe i just have bad luck at uh, food establishments could that could that be it it's possible or it could be that you spend a lot of time uh trying to make rules for how society should comport itself and thus you make yourself uh very aware of the times when people do not uh, follow your rules that they don't know about yeah well <clears throat> this is but this yeah let's go with, let's go with you having bad luck i maybe i have bad luck though i don't know that i i believe in luck um so here here's here's what happened i, I was on the way to see the movie first reformed in in dc at the west end cinema which has had a second life recently uh landmark now owns it um, and I stopped before to go before seeing the movie to to get something to eat, get some coffee, at a um, I think the place is called Bluestone Lane. I might have gotten that wrong, but it's not really important here. And it was a beautiful day on Saturday, so I decided to sit outside and get my coffee and, and sandwich before the movie. Um, it's a pretty lovely place, one of those that uh, certainly does lowercase b brunch and would maybe like you to view it as capital B brunch. But I was there in the afternoon, so I avoided that mess, and I was outside, and there were a couple other tables there. And, and a, <clears throat> a uh, service person buzzing around from table to table being very helpful. Well, the thing about this episode is that like when I've talked about my experience at Chipotle in the past, I had a situation that I feel compelled to apologize about, but there's a lot to unwrap in it. So we're going to take a little more time for it. There was a person sitting, I don't know, behind me a little bit and to the right. So a couple tables over. And they had gotten the place that I went seems to be very healthful-minded, I, I don't know, like whole-minded about food, and they had a, you could get a flight of like matcha and other maybe turmeric 
beverages that are supposed to be good for you and have things in them that give you, I don't know, special powers. And also they had salads with quinoa and good stuff. Good stuff you should sure. eat and avocado and this and that. Well, this individual that was behind me that was someone probably in their the 40s or so uh, and, and so older than me but clearly had similar interests – um, had their food at their table and, and these beverages, and they were really they're beautiful beverages. And the salad looked like a salad, which is to say it looked plenty nice. The part that concerns me and I started to feel uncomfortable about is they had the food displayed and, and asked the, the service person who had been so kind to me and others around to come and look at the picture that they had taken of the food. Oh. Asked them how the picture looked. Now, that on its own, people may do that. I usually think of maybe you'd ask the, the wait staff member to take a picture of you and who you're with so that you can remember this time. But this person was alone. This person is asking how the picture is, and they, they say that taking pictures of food is the thing they do, which is interesting. <sighs> this is cringy enough for me because they're having conversation about how the picture is and the the. And the staffer was so nice about it and was like, this, this, you know, looks good, everything. Yeah, I like that picture. That one's good. It's better than the other three. You're right. You're right. Very differential. That made me feel super uncomfortable. I almost fell out of my chair and probably would have figuratively died because that proceeded to happen three or four more times, including questions about saturation and if they should bring the light up or down no way and i'm come on that's not real that didn't happen it it happened and i sat there and didn't do anything except cringe and i feel really bad because i i feel like i should have saved this (laughs) wait staff member in in some capacity so they didn't have to do this but and this is part of the reason why I caught myself, and I, I want to turn it over to you at this point. Initially, I thought that I was the one not understanding that this is the thing to do to to really concern yourself with how the picture of your food looks. So, <clears throat> give me a second. You're going to need to give me a second to pick the pieces of my brain up off the floor. Um, so th- this person... <clears throat> was ostensibly taking a picture on uh, a a Facebook-owned photography-sharing app that I I don't need to buzz market. They're doing well enough on their own. Um, I mean, I think, is that a safe assumption because of the questions about saturation? I think that they were going to put them on some social media uh, photo-sharing thing. I think that, like, photo editing tools are not necessarily, like, super readily available there are like third-party apps camera. and they seemed those questions seemed pretty serious <laughs> well, so either way they, they were destined for uh the unit of metric measurement as the kids call it yes yes uh, the milliliter <laughs> um so this this is tripping this is tripping a lot of wires for me uh because i i tend I tend to have very strong feelings about food photography. Um, I, I have some feelings about a lot of photography, uh, but 
in in some cases I've recognized that I'm the asshole. So like, you know, I I don't necessarily love like taking pictures on a vacation, um, but like that's kind of selfish. Uh, you know, if you're gonna come back and and you know try to share that experience with people that you care about, you know, it it helps to have. It helps to have pictures, and, you know, it's just, like, sometimes it's nice to have mementos of stuff. But, like, you don't need to have mementos of the latte flight you had. Um, so, like, food, you know, food photography gets a lot of a lot of my bugaboos. But especially, like, even if you're going to do it, um, especially, just, like, you don't need to adjust the saturation because at a certain point, you know you're no longer looking at a picture of what you, you know, of what you ate or drank. You're looking at, uh, you know, a photo editing experiment. That's all it is. Um, <clears throat> so this, <laughs> this is not a pipe. I'm just imagining that right now. The, the, that's not what it says, but the, um, the, the, the French painting, uh, that was a pipe and it says on it, um, this is not a pipe. This, this is why at that point it's, we're, we're taking it out of the context of the food and it's becoming something else. It, it becomes, it, it's like, it becomes your artwork all of a sudden, as opposed right. to the product of these, this excellent staff of people. Is that a Marcel Duchamp? Uh, us, we're turning into an art podcast. If it's if yeah, if it's if it's not, it, it is of similar mind. Um, but it, so, but anyway, but that like that, what you just said about you know, at at a certain point, you're turning it into your artwork and not a thing, you know, not something that someone else created for you. Like, I think that's a good point, and more people need to realize that they're not fucking artists. Um, but it's just like this. <sighs> I know I gave you a hard time, uh, and I, I gave you a hard time for your your attempt to impose draconian rules on all of society. Um, but this this to me, you know, the, the most egregious thing is clearly that it happened multiple times because this is definitely running afoul of like a rule that I try to maintain for myself, um, which is that, and and it comes into play most at like concerts or events. I try really hard to limit myself to uh, to like one photo per event. Uh, I want like if I'm going to go to a show, I want a memento that I was there, and like I get you know kind of the vantage point that I had. But outside of that, I'm not. Uh, I'm one of those people who can't stand uh, being in a sea of people who are all holding their phones up slightly above eye level uh, to try to take pictures, or even worse, the people who uh, record full song videos on their phones. Like, those people just... Those people can get fucked. Um, So, and you've hit on the the right point here, and I feel... I do do feel built with guilt, and I've discussed it with some people previously... I I try to stick to one photo. I, I try to get a, a good photo, and then if there's a song that that I've heard before from an artist, because I go to a lot of concerts uh, and and see them again, um, I, I try to get maybe a, a, a one verse or something that that I really like. And mm-hmm. because and the thing is, in that I think is different, and and I hope we can explore a little bit is th- for me. There's a difference between grabbing something and sharing it um 
even if it's a brief window, like the 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 ones that disappear after like a day, or, or putting it up there. And for me, it's this mattered to me, and I thought it was beautiful. I thought it was tremendous. I thought it was moving. Whatever whatever adjective mm. that is, and I want to share it because it meant a lot to me, and I think it might maybe it'll mean a lot to other people. And that's super self serving, but I feel like it's different than this mentality. Something that I I actually just wrote about which is the collection aspect the i did this and you did not haha i had this flight of lattes i don't even know if they drank the lattes but it that that makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> i had not even considered that but like I, I think there i think there's really something there and and there's also sort of a difference between you know the i i think the people that are are doing the foodstagramming are are saying you should this should matter to you and uh you know me from the 120 whatever episodes of this podcast that we've done i'm not one for prescriptivist approaches to how you should live your life uh so i say the hell with that um but you know i i know i really appreciate when you share uh you know concert pictures or little brief, you know, 10 second clips, because I I know that it's something that does matter to you Um, because you don't, because you don't share those things all the time. You're not just posting willy nilly about everything you do. And and so there's a sense that when you deem something worthy of putting up in that way, like it's something that's really important. And so that's something that I want to stop and take a quick look at because, you know, this is this is something that uh, it's something that moved my friend in a way. Like when you went to uh, when you were out west, um, and you had these incredible landscape pictures. I, like I really I enjoyed those because, you know, it, it it was a new experience for me, but also, you know, I could kind of tell. A little bit of what was or at least what I felt like was probably going through your head as you were experiencing that in real life and so like that was like a fun thing for me but if you're taking pictures of lattes every day um, what are you like what are you saying what what is the message that you're conveying to people is it I really really like lattes Um, if so does the world need that message Uh, maybe slash probably not yeah, and I think there's this uh, – if it uh, – you mentioned me going out west, and that was not only my first time really out west, uh, but also one of the first times I've I've gone somewhere to go outdoors specifically. That's just not something <laughs> that – or not outdoors in the sense of like going to national parks and such like that. So it was a moment of wonder for me and like, whoa – Utah, wow, you've got all these rocks and they're really pretty and yeah. and the environment is, is crazy. It doesn't look like that in the East Coast. We just have, <laughs> you know, oil stains on the ground everywhere. Oh. Um, but, you know, did, did this person sitting at this other table, do they think that by doing this that they are doing a service? I mean, you mentioned appreciating the, the wonder I was going through and maybe that they have a bunch of people who look upon that and feel the same way. They're like, wow, I, I really want to go to that place and I wouldn't know about it if not for 
blankety blank over here he takes all the photos of it and they're consistent and they're always posting photos of of lattes and macchiatos and cappuccinos and i i'm learning so much about coffee i've certainly learned a lot of stuff about coffee through this social media app and and things like that so part of me is like this is what what is the harm here? I that's I'm not sure point. that the You're harm right. is there. It's just that this other person was brought into it, and that's what I feel weird about. Okay, yeah, I think that's I think that's fair. We also, I mean, you did not have the same, uh, you did not have the same uh, beverage or beverage flight that this person had. I suppose we can't rule out the possibility that it was a truly transcendent experience. The person, the person <laughs> took the photos before they tried the beverages. Sure, but what I'm saying is that we can't rule out the possibility that after that, when they drank them, it was indeed a transcendent experience. But you know, you you make a good point about you know how how other people may have perceived uh, that action from afar, like through the screen of a phone, uh, mm-hmm. differently than it hit you in real life, a- and. You know, if I if I can defend, if I can sort of switch gears in my brain and defend this person, yeah, no, um, I think they someone should defend them. <laughs> you know, I I think that God bless. I had a thought in my head, and I really should have written it down, and I lost it. I um, <laughs> I think that one thing that I would say to defend them is if if this is really their hobby. If this is a I I hate this fucking word. If this is really their passion, <laughs> you know, damn it, I can't I don't really want to deny them that as long as it's not hurting anybody. I think it did hinder this service person. I really do think it did to the point where me sitting at the other table thought about calling them over just to say I like your shoes or something dumb like that. I didn't I obviously didn't cuz I I'm not I'm not that quick and clever. Um but you know, I can't, I can't stomp on their passion. Uh, I really can't. Another thing that we've we've ran in, we've run into recently and f- came into stark contrast for me is that uh, the takeout. Um, I forget what the who the writer was, but one of their great uh, stable of writers wrote about a phenomenon of guys with bread or something like that on Instagram, and it's guys making sourdough bread. Which for me, alarm bells went off because. Uh, I do post videos that, that go away of um, myself making bread. And the reason I post them is, well, I like sharing bread a lot with other people. And that's something I do basically every week. Um, and the process kind of keeps me honest. But I don't, they're not up there to stay forever every week. And I don't post photos of myself with the bread because that's not the star of the show. The star of the show is the the lovely, you know, loaf at the end. Um, and so I think part of it that I think about with this is who are we celebrating? Are you celebrating the people who made your food or, or the, the performers at the concert or whatever it is? Or is it about you because I didn't make the music that was Francis Quinlan and Hopalong I didn't make the cappuccino that was this this place Bluestone Lane yeah and and so I I think that's the best I think the best defense of this person is that you know you observing from 
a few tables away. You did not. You weren't. You weren't privy to the intention behind it, um, or or possibly the history behind it. If this is something where you know, I, I know somebody who has an entire Instagram feed devoted to pretzels, like soft pretzels, and I I, I don't understand it. I'll, I'll never understand it. I don't think. Um, but it's a person who who really you know seems to really be fascinated by the, this food stuff and, and you know is i guess is doing i guess is doing reviews um but like what what who are we to fault people for you know for indulging in the things that they care about i guess yeah uh sophie turner of of x-men and most notably game of thrones fame has <laughs> an, an interesting devoted to, to sausages that was an interesting order of her her credits well so in my mind it was like i'm gonna say game of thrones but i want to say that she's been in other stuff because i think that just just like a coffee place might have really good sandwiches too i want to give all the credit so i kind of wanted to start with the thing that you didn't think about first um all right but yeah you're you're right um yeah I, i mean i have to think of it that way is maybe they are performing a service in some way and alternatively maybe or both really maybe this is just their 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 very very prominent passion yeah and you know what even if it's not even if it's not a really hardcore um passion i hate i kind of don't like that word either Uh, i think it's overused in in the same way that like perspective is overused but I think one of the things we also need to to come around on is that not everything in life has to perform a service. Um, I, I think it's a it's a thing that you know obviously we are we're living in a very politically fraught time where you know bad stuff is happening because there are people with bad intentions who are in positions of power and they're using those positions of power uh, on a near constant basis. Uh, to to harm people that don't have power. And, you know, th- that leaves a lot of people who are not necessarily in a, a direct position to help, but who care with this conundrum of, like, there's not enough hours in the day for me to be constantly outraged and constantly fighting you know, fighting against these injustices that are being perpetrated. And, you know, I've really appreciated that, that some people, you know, some smart people have made the point that you don't have to do that every hour of the day. You can't, it's unhealthy. You know, it, it, it blinds you to the fact that at the same time, there's some really good things happening in the world too. Uh, and so, you know, it it's okay. Not only is it okay, but it's it's good to step away for a bit and to to recharge and you know to just do something that's a little fun. And, and I think this is the same sort of principle. We're like we're, we're getting we're getting all torqued up over you know over a, a food Instagram. And and like yes, you're you're correct that it starts to go off the rails when this person is you know, taking up too much of a, a server's time in a restaurant and, and, you know, and that's not great. Um, but 
at the end of the day, th- this isn't really something that's doing anybody any harm. I- I've I've softened from from telling people who hold up their <laughs> cameras at, at concerts to get fucked. <laughs> I might have might have come out the box a little hot. Well, listen, at least in that situation, there is. It's like the it's like the six six guy who always ends up standing in front of me at a concert. I'm. I'm not very tall. I'm I'm average height, I suppose. And I go to concerts and I'm close, but not too close. I don't feel like I'm blocking anyone's view. And then right in front of me, there's a six six guy. It's like, why is that guy standing there? Is his height a bad thing in and of itself? No. Is holding up your camera to take a picture bad? No. In and of itself, it's not bad. But when you inhibit other people's enjoyment, then we get into a situation where it's like, hey, maybe you should be a little more considerate. And that's all I'm really saying here, I think, at the end of the day, which is her them taking pictures i'm sorry um their taking pictures was fine they're going over the quality of the pictures for an extended period of time on multiple occasions even when the server was like hey i gotta go do these tables oh i just have one more question i just have one more question all right that's a problem that, you're right that that's was the problem that was the problem all right and this is fair. Okay. I feel like we've worked out some stuff today. Yeah, and I think that you you brought up a good point, which is with part of this is everyone right now needs their release, and however you choose to take it, I really can't get I, – I shouldn't be up in arms about it. I shouldn't add it as another thing that I get angry about unless it harms me or, or I see it harming other people. You want to go kick rocks all day? Go do it. You want to take pictures of those rocks when you kick them? also do that but just don't just don't, just don't tag at people and just don't tag you in the pictures of the rocks don't at me bro um <laughs> that's uh, probably yeah. a good place to end. <laughs> well and and i realized what i am apologizing for and yesterday i went in uh at the end of the day i went and went to one of the basketball courts around here and just shot by myself for a while which sounds like a really kind of sad activity but it's not, and not only because I do it a lot, but because I enjoy it, <laughs> and it doesn't hurt anybody because it's just me. Um, but I listened to uh, the watch the episode uh, where Chris Ryan and Andy Greenwald talk about the passing of Anthony Bourdain, and they talked about how one thing that he always stressed is talking to the people who are serving you food and um, interacting with you at these restaurants, wherever they may be. And in this situation, I. I, I failed to follow that creed because if you don't talk to if you don't talk to the staff that is helping you if you, if you just engage with them at the minimum then you are potentially leaving them harm to people who maybe talk too much and ask too much of their servers so I should engage with my servers more because I never know when I'm saving them from a really demanding and heinous customer only you can prevent social media assholes. <laughs> All right. You know the rules. You know the rules. You got to save them. Yep. Uh, okay. So uh, if you, uh, you want to berate me for telling people who take pictures to get fucked, um, I, I accept that. Um, or if you have other thoughts about uh, foodstagrams, uh, come find us on Facebook or Twitter at PrettyOKPod and let us know what you think. Uh, do you have another apology separate from from this? 
I, I mean, I've got I've got apologies, but I, I mean, like, we, we I like know, saving the good ones. Um, do you have one planned for today? No, I mean, I was going to just talk about this situation, but I okay, that's fine. You know, I really it was it was it was broader than that. Um, it, it was it was yeah, it was bigger. It was bigger than that. All right. Um, so that's what All I right, got well, today. Well, then I can uh, I can move on. Oh. Oh, oh no. well, we should we should collectively apologize for forgetting that um, the image that we spoke of earlier is uh, the treachery of images, um, which is a painting from 1928 by René Magritte. Mag- Magritte. Damn it! I, I was thinking that too, uh, yeah. but but Duchamp is, is sort of the more recognizable Dada name, I guess. Yeah. Um, ah, damn it. Uh, my my art history teacher, who is definitely not listening to this podcast, uh, would be so disappointed in me. Well, I didn't have art Sorry, history Bach. because I went to public school, so <laughs> don't have to worry about that. Touche. Um, all right, so then I'll I'll close up uh, close up shop now with a big idea from pop culture, which is that uh, while you were spending fifteen hours watching the Ken Burns Vietnam documentary, uh, I was also watching a documentary. Uh, Emily and I went. Uh, on Wednesday, on the Fourth of July, to see, won't you be my neighbor? Oh, which is wow! What if celebrate the fireworks with the waterworks? You know the, what I'm saying? The documentary about Fred Rogers and, and his uh, his groundbreaking children's television show, Mister Rogers' Neighborhood, and <clears throat> I, I think that you know there's a um you and I were talking earlier today about an Aziz Ansari bit about how we're the first generation that like obsesses over reviews for toothbrushes and things like that and like we we're not content with something being good we we want to make sure that we're getting the best and I think that you know I think there's sort of a, a more general overuse of superlatives uh in our society now However, I, I've, I've racked my brain about this a little bit, um, and, and I am confident that Won't You Be My Neighbor is the most emotionally moving film I have ever seen in my entire life. Um, I spent a, a full hour and a half uh, trying and, and really I, the entire time failing uh, to not cry. Um, the whole movie, the whole movie's like that. Pretty much the whole movie. There's actually so there's a um, there's a brief there's a brief period where uh, the the backlash to Mister Rogers, uh, which shocker comes from places like Fox News, uh, made me mad. Um, but it, it was no more than about five minutes. Uh, but it, it's just. <clears throat> It's a gut punch because it I, – I was sitting I was sitting in this theater recalling having seen Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood as a child and, <clears throat> and really thinking hard about the fact that uh, we don't have anyone like Fred Rogers anymore right now. Um, someone who 
you know, there were <clears throat> he he was somebody who really went out of his way to to do to do a kindness for the world, not to provide value in a way that would also generate great profit and and fame and fortune for himself, but just because he felt that this new invention television could be harnessed as a, a powerful tool to to speak to children in a way that they could understand and, and impart life lessons that every person needs to get at some point. And, and you know, you look around and you know, all old man yells at society, but like you look around and, and the people aren't like that as much anymore. And you know, so so like it can be hard. It can be hard to find heroes, um, and uh, I, I was reminded on several occasions uh, that, in his own way, Fred Rogers was a hero. Oh yeah, no doubt. I don't need to see the documentary to know that. Uh, I mean, he was in many ways the first to do what he did to to under to undervalue him or, or Sesame street, uh, things like that. It's like, there's nothing else on like that. It was just, you know, home the family and people yelling at each other at night with laugh tracks. No, no, this is actually children's smiles and someone doing it because they wanted to, not because as you mentioned, the prophet, uh, yeah, they, I think this is an instance where we can say that they, that they don't make them like they used to. Yep. I, I would agree. And, you know, I, I think it was particularly it was sort of particularly useful f- or meaningful for me because, you know, growing up in the 1990s, I was a child at the very end of Mr. Rogers Run. I was nine uh, when his show finally went off the air, uh, or or maybe eight. I think his last episode might have been in 2000. Hmm. Um, and, and so, uh, you know, I didn't. I didn't get the chance, you know, older generations got the chance maybe to see his show when they were children and then to also come to understand the value he provided to society as an adult while he was still doing the show. And so I I think that, you know, for me, one of the things that hit me the hardest is that I, I never really understood while he was alive and making television what it was he was doing yeah no i think that's with heroes of any kind it's it's very hard to stop and understand their their value as they're still around especially as they're still doing whatever it is it's really difficult and because you forget it and and speaking of heroes i'll i'll wrap us out uh you know on a on a, a more uplifting uh, note than than the one hour waterworks of Won't You Be My Neighbor, which you should all go see. Um, I purchased a copy of Kitchen Confidential and read it cover to cover in one day. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, was, it was so good. So, so, so very good. Yeah. Um, no, it's, it's a, uh, it, all, these are all moving things because they're, they're, you know, made by people that, that, we talked right here they in they engaged with their the people around them be it a you know 
wait staff or children or, or street food vendors, whatever it is. I mean, I, you learn a lot from people who stop and listen and, and try to empathize with others. Yep. Other people should try that. I, that's all I'm saying. Other people should try that. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. The 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 big overarching lesson that you can get from Fred Rogers and Anthony Bourdain alike is that it's really fucking important to care about the world around you. Yeah. Don't be an asshole. Yep. Um, all right. Before I start crying again, uh, that's the end of the show. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Pretty Okay Pod. Or at our home on the web, www.prettyokpod.com. Along with every episode of the podcast, we've got writings there. Uh, and Pierce, you mentioned earlier something that you wrote uh, that went up on the site uh, yesterday, Monday, the day wow. we're recording this. Yeah. Um, about a concert experience that uh, that inspired some strong feelings in you. And, and yeah. That's a good thing. So, yeah, uh, go, see, go see concerts with people that you wouldn't normally yeah. see. Yeah, uh, so check that out. Um, you can also subscribe to our feed so that every week, every Tuesday morning, um, these episodes will show up right on your device of choice in your favorite podcast app. Uh, if you do that, please do us a favor. Uh, leave us a rating, review, comment, that sort of thing. Or just tell a friend about what we're doing. Um, it helps people find the show, and, and we would love to share what we do with them as well. We will be back again, as always, next week to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean. I'm Pierce. Thanks for listening. Sure.